Hey everyone, welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. I want to talk with you today about step two of going through our gardening plan for the spring of 2024 and just taking 30 minutes or less a week to plan it out. If you have been wondering how to get started or you feel like you end up just putting it off, then spend the next few weeks with me walking through every single week, step by step, you're going to have this specific action that you get to do to work on to go ahead and set yourself up for success in growing a garden this year. Today, we're actually going to talk about something that's extremely important in making sure that you have everything you need to get started. So join me as we dig into this. No pun intended. (laughs) All right, let's go. Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast, where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Okay, so a little bit of a recap from last week's episode, which if you have not listened to it yet, I would encourage you to go ahead and head over and do that. That way you can go ahead and maybe do both steps this week if you have the time. But basically kind of a short recap is that we needed to decide how much space we actually had to grow and what it is that we want to grow. So what I want to talk about today as far as step two, this can be something that can be really tricky for people sometimes. It can be really overwhelming. And so I, before I get started with this, I want to encourage you to start small in this area And try to keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it because it can become really easy to overcomplicate this. And that is not what we want to do. And so step two for you is going to actually be to go ahead and decide, am I going to, you have your list of the things that you want to grow. You've prioritized it into, okay, these are the most important for me. These are the, this is the space I have. And I'm going to put these things here. Like you're deciding where each thing is going to go. But then what you need to do is you need to decide, am I going to buy those things like buy a start that has already been started for me, or am I going to buy seeds and start them myself? And so either way is totally fine. And that's why I say keep it simple, because if you overcomplicate it and you, this is your first year and you think you're going to start everything from seed. Now you may be able to do that completely successfully, but if you have very limited time, then that might not be the best plan for you. So it's really evaluating where you're at and what you think you can take on. And for me, what that has looked like is actually doing a mix of both. So there are some things that I will start from seed and then there are other things that I will buy from the store. And then usually every year I try to kind of increase my knowledge in different things that I'm starting from seed. So for me this year, this is actually going to look a little bit more like starting some medicinal herbs from seed. I have been taking different courses and stuff, health coaching, and different courses on herbalism. And so it's really important for me to actually really kind of broaden the amount of medicinal herbs that I have in my home. And they can get pretty pricey. 
when you're buying them in bulk to use. So a way for me to alleviate that cost is to try to grow them myself. It is a lot more affordable for me to get a package of seeds. A lot of them I've already been looking because I'm doing this alongside you guys as well. And so many of them I can get for $3 for a package of seeds, which is going to give me exponentially more plants than I could get if I were buying starts of them. But that is not absolutely what I started with the first year. So some things that are really simple to start from seeds would be things like beans, any kind of green bean or any kind of bean at all. It's extremely simple to start from seed. I also have had good luck. Uh, last year, I did like a basil tower. I had great luck starting all of that from seeds. Cucumbers, I've had good luck with. Pumpkin, squash, um, tomatoes as well, I've had good luck with. But really, it's you deciding what do I have time to do? And then if you want to buy starts, where am I going to buy those from? You can obviously go to your big box stores if you want. I encourage you to see if there is a nursery that is local to you or at least within a driving distance that you feel comfortable with and then check them out because a lot of times they will have some additional varieties that you're not going to find at a big box store. The other thing that I have done is I actually have ordered a lot of starts from Azure Standard and I can't remember what month it is that they put them out where you can actually order them. Of course, you are going to have to go to a drop location in order to get these starts and you will have to pay for shipping, but it, the shipping cost is not that expensive. And I have found there, I can get a lot more obscure starts that I'm not going to even really find in a nursery. Like I have been able to buy mullein and um, comfrey and things like that, that I can't even find in my local nursery. So it has been worth it to me because I also buy groceries from there anyways. So typically if I'm going to be placing an order, I will just add starts to it. And like I said, it can be a great place to check out if you're wanting some unusual things. Now, if you're wanting to just start small and you want to start with the basic variety of tomatoes and cucumbers and all that stuff, then that's totally fine. Go to a box store, go to your local nursery. Just with it, just go with whatever works best for you is really what it boils down to. I will also place the link for like Azure Standard and any other seed places that I talk about below so that you can look them up for yourself. That way you don't have to try to find it if you're not familiar with these places. Um, and then the other thing to decide is obviously if you're going to start seeds, where do you want to buy seeds from? And then do you have all of the supplies that you need in order to actually start seeds? Where I actually get pretty much all of my seeds from would be either in my gardener, Baker Creek, or Botanical Interest. My local nursery actually carries Botanical Interest seeds and they typically have really good sales a couple times a year. So I buy seeds from them online as well. But those are pretty much the three places I use for my seeds. Again, I'll link all of those below so you can quickly find them. But that has worked well for me. I've had good success buying from these places, never had any issues or anything like that. Um, what I will say is that it is a lot more time consuming to start from seeds. I, I enjoy it. I find it to be very rewarding, but don't feel like you have to do it. But if there's something that you really want to grow and you know you can't find starts for it, then maybe you just try starting a couple things from seeds. The thing is that you will need to have additional supplies for that. So that is going to be things like grow lights. You're also going to need seed starting trays and like a seed starting mix. Typically, I end up having to fertilize the um, starts as well because it's usually about six weeks or so that they are in those containers. Depending on what size of container you get, you can get the really small ones. Like you could just get the basic 
like 72 cell trays from Home Depot. But those are so small that you usually have to pot those up into a bigger pot because they run out of room within that like six week time frame. So even start, I've even started with a bigger pot to begin with. I've done it both ways. Typically, I still have to fertilize it because it's in there so long it's already used up the nutrients that were there in the first place. And that has just been what has worked for me. Again, you're going to have to germinate them, stay on top of watching them. I actually don't recommend the big 72 cell tray from Home Depot because I don't typically plant 72 plants of anything. And I have, you know, different seeds have different germination rates. And so for me, it's just been easier to have smaller trays where I can plant an entire tray of the same type of produce. That way it has a very similar germination rate. And then I'm having that, the lid on until it germinates and then I'm taking it off. But if I have that 72 cell tray, then I can't really do that. Like some things are germinating and I need to pull the lid off for those, but then other ones aren't and I still need the lid on for those. It just doesn't really work well, in my opinion. That's just been from experience of honestly trying it and and failing and not liking it at all. So what I have found to be more beneficial is just to get the smaller trays. Of course, that does cost a little bit more, but that's what works well for me because I tend to not have to babysit it as much and it just doesn't cause me as as much stress trying to figure out how to manage stuff that needs to no longer have the lid on versus the stuff that still needs to. So I hope that makes sense. But basically, those are the the main things that I end up using. Obviously, you're going to have to make sure that the soil stays moist and well watered. In my opinion, getting trays where you can actually water from the bottom is where I've had the most success. If I have to water from the top, I just tend to, they just don't produce as well. They end up being a little bit more of a weaker start or actually even dying. (laughs) I mean, I have honestly started a lot of things from seed and it, it just hasn't made it to actually being planted in the garden. Whether it was, like I said, maybe I got stuff and I was watering it from the top and didn't realize, or I got to the process of needing to harden it off because that is something you will have to do, which is to slowly introduce it to the outside air and climate because obviously when you've been inside, you're very temperature controlled. You don't have wind or anything like that. So usually starting with like an hour a day, and then increasing that time over a week until it's out there all the time so it can adapt to the new climate. But I've had plants whenever I harden them off, I have forgot about them and then they died because they were fried in the sun. I I mean, I have failed a lot. And so that's what I want to encourage you with is it, it's okay if this feels intimidating or overwhelming or you're afraid you're going to mess it up because you probably are. I have messed up stuff, I have killed stuff, I have wasted stuff, but I have learned along the way. I've learned what I do like, what I don't like, what works well for me, what doesn't work well for me. And this is just part of the journey, part of the process, and you will figure that out for yourself as well. It's really just about being committed to trying and totally being okay with failing and understanding that that it's just part of your learning process and it's going to happen and it's not a big deal whenever it does. So obviously, if you have already bought seeds previously, what I would do, which is what I, I have a, a huge container full of seeds. So I always sit down with my list of what it is that I want to plant and I will take inventory of my seeds. For the most part at this point now, I start probably, I would say 75% or maybe even more of my garden from seed. But whenever I was starting out, that was not the case. So if you're going to mostly use starts, you might not even really need to do this. 
or obviously if you don't have any seeds from previous years, then you're not going to have an inventory to take. But what I would do is sit down and actually order the seeds that you do need or get a game plan for what starts you're going to have, what seeds you're going to plan on starting, all of that. Just get it down again in that notebook you have and write out these are the plants that I plan to go ahead and buy as starts. And then here are the ones that I plan to start myself from seed. Make sure that you have all of the supplies that you need in order to actually get your seeds started. And then what I would do is actually go onto Google and just type in last frost date for, and then put in your area. And what that will give you is basically, it's not going to be exact. Obviously this can be give or take. They're just giving their best guess based off of previous years, but it's going to give you a date that you can look at. So if you're wanting to start seeds, then you're going to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to plan to start these from seed and I need to have at least six weeks in order to have these started and hardened off and ready to go into the garden to be planted. Now I tend to go a little, like I'll give myself, let's say I'll do six weeks before and then I'll be checking the temperature and stuff like that to make sure everything looks good. And then I'll start the process of hardening them off. Maybe actually about the time of my estimated last frost date. Just to give myself a little bit of room because sometimes actually I can think of definitely my last frost. It happened sooner than what they said. So it's it, like I said, it's not exact. It's just giving you an estimate. But what you're going to do is just count back. Look at your calendar. Count back six-ish weeks from that time and then go ahead and make a make a reminder in your phone calendar or wherever it is that you do to say this is the day or around this time is whenever I need to start my seeds, get them going, get them growing, and then make sure that I am starting to get them hardened off so that they will be ready to plant whenever it is time. And then obviously with starts, you're not going to have to do that. That's why I said it's so much easier if this is something that feels very new and overwhelming. I would just start with going to buy some starts somewhere else. Someone's already done that work for you. Yes, you're going to pay more, but you're paying more for someone else having done the work for you. And you're also not having to pay for grow lights and seed starting trays, seed starting mix, all of that stuff. Now, granted, I end up reusing trays. I obviously reuse my grow lights every single year. My bag of seed starting mix has actually lasted me two years. So it does. It's more of like an expense up front, but still, it's something for you to consider what it is that feels right for you. So that is what I would encourage you to do. Sit down. I'm going to kind of recap it for you. Sit down and decide, do I want to start from seed? Do I want to buy plant starts? Do I want to do both? Which one am I going to do of each thing? And then from there, go ahead and either order the seeds and the supplies you need for starting seeds, make a plan for where you're going to get the starts and get all of that stuff ready to go. And after that, sit down, Google your last frost date for 2024 for your area. Make the note of that if you are planting. I mean, you need to know either way because if you're going to get starts, then you're going to want to start planning to get those starts around that time so you can have the garden prepped and ready to go. So this, your last frost date is something you're going to need to know regardless of if you are starting your seeds yourself or not. But if you are starting them yourself, then obviously count back about six-ish weeks from there in order to see when you actually need to get those seeds started. 
I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I would love for you to come hang out with us over in our free Facebook community where we are going to be sharing all about our gardening adventures this year. You can find that community at bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash motherhood community. I can't wait to see you guys over there and I will see you back next time. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.